It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. I am super excited to have Grant Lawrence with me today from Valhalla Angels. We're going to learn more about the company soon. But a little bit about Grant. He has 22 or more successful years in the software industry, both in startups and establishing companies, holding a number of different senior positions in sales and marketing and building and managing teams in the areas of strategic alliance, direct and indirect sales, and B2B environments in particular, domestically and internationally throughout North America, Europe, and Asia. Grant has participated in an IPO, and I confess that I had to actually ask what, I know what it means, but what does the actual words mean is the initial public offering. Of course, that means going public on, in this case, a public stock market like the NASDAQ. And with that, the, you know, the immense amount of challenges that go with uh, going public. So he's had quite a broad range of experience in the investing field. And uh, now as founder of Valhalla Private Capital, president of Valhalla Angels Kelowna, and co-president of Valhalla Angels Vancouver. He is definitely in the ecosystem, building the tech community, and while well, he's also mentoring and guiding startups through business operations and sales. So Grant, awesome, super amazing experience coming to the podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, but first of all, tell us a little bit about your journey. How did we end up here? Um, well, the, the startups were all in Ottawa for the, the first few that I was enjoined, uh, the one that went public and assisting in that. It was the, the beginning of my, uh, my career in the software space, and I was good enough to have the executives that said, you know, give us a hand here. And I did. I got down to New York's uh, Wall Street a couple times, <laughs> helped them along the way. Um, and then uh, the next one, our CFO, um, a few years later after the IPO and successfully running the business, uh, went over to another one and asked me to join him and helped out there. And then the third one uh, in Ottawa was a couple of guys that had decided to move from being a service company to a product company. And there was mm-hmm. about eight or 10 of us that all came in at the same time and uh, took, took positions to help grow that company. And that got bought by a firm in uh, California. So that was, that was my journey on the, the startup side. Um, then moved out to the West Coast here in Kelowna area and uh, did some volunteer work for seven years to help the community. And then was good, you know, look, lucky enough to have some, uh, some folks ask to <laughs> give them hands, a startup in Sri Lanka and another one in Sweden. And then the angel group asked if I could uh, join. And, you know, there's, there's nine founders of Valhalla Private Capital. And then in the, I'm in the angel group, which is there's five of us uh, helping to drive that ecosystem and build community and help out startups and help out investors. Super cool. I'm, I, I'm having this kind of mental image of the seven Silicon Valley founders that, you know, expanded. <laughs> so uh, there's a little bit of story, similar story like that in Kelowna, is there not? Yeah, there's quite a few startups here that have had, uh, we've had some very good exits. And we're just going through something called uh, Angel Summit right now, which is bringing together companies from mostly from Western Canada. And they're going through uh, this, the process of learning to be re- uh, investor ready, learning to what are the steps mm-hmm. to of due diligence, which can be quite intense for a startup. 
And then at the end of it, they're, they're going to win a big purse of about 170K. On the flip side, the investors, there's about half of the investors are experienced angels and the other half are new angels. So the goal there is to have them rub shoulders, work in teams, go through the due diligence process from an investor point of view and come out at the end of it as new angel investors. And they have to nice. decide whether this is their path going forward. But ultimately, we hopefully have you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten new angel investors, which means there's more access to capital for the startup. So building the community nice. on both sides. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting and intense. Well, and I'm I, I, totally curious, what is the, is there a typical profile of a, of a new angel investor? Um, well, the Canadian government dictates that they have to be either eligible, which is a definition of your wealth or accredited, which is the, the higher definition. And so any private company that wants you to invest, you have to claim that you are one of those two, uh, other than if you're a friend and family of the founders, which you can still invest in, even if you're not accredited or, or eligible. So accredited definition in Canada is you've earned 220 grand a year for the past two years, or you've got a million dollars in equity outside of your home. And then there's other definitions, there's probably another eight options that you can select which one works for you, you know, what do you, what do you and your spouse have as joint assets or income? So there are other ways to qualify for that. And then eligible is just a, a slightly step down from that. So you can still invest. And of course, the, the get around is the family and friends with the, the, the founders. Right. Okay. So a credit is, the, that's the criteria and, and that's a federal? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. If you type in accredited investor Canada, you'll see the definition will come up. Cool. Um, and then the, and the wealth thing, that's a different um, profile? No, the wealth is just one of the definitions of qualifiers and credit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Do you think we need more uh, angel investors in Canada? Yeah, they play a critical role between the first round of funding, which is friends and family and the, the founders. So when, once those have been maxed out, um, your credit cards maxed out as a founder. <laughs> your you know, line your of credits used up. Yes. Yeah. All of yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Then exactly. where, where do you go to next? You can't jump to the bank. They're typically not going to fund or touch. There's no assets yet for, a, let's say, a SaaS company. And the venture capitals or ECCs are looking for a little more traction, a little more stability. The banks are, um, you know, there's BDC as well, which will come in earlier than uh, one of our big banks. Um, the big banks are making changes, so they're getting a little bit more uh, viable for the you know, founders to go to, but they're also saying, I want to see a monthly recurring revenue of, you know, 60, 80, hundred grand. Well, startups don't have that revenue. <laughs> so right. that's the gap where the angels are coming in. Okay. And recently we've seen a trend that have joined as members for us of venture capitalists, fund, fund managers that are early stage. Um, we've had one joined from Toronto, one from Montreal, one from Vancouver, and uh, one that's from China as the source of money, but they're in Vancouver as well. So we've, we've recently got four managers wow. coming and looking because they want to either one of them, I believe one or two of them will actually invest at the same stage as angels. The other ones want to create a relationship and see the progress because the companies will come back multiple times and go, here's what we did with your money last time. Here's the milestones we met. Here's the hurdles that we struggled through. And here's now our new valuation, and here's the money that we're requesting today as investment to go forward to the next milestones in our growth. Interesting. Well, and um, sorry, if I can dig a little bit here. Yeah, this is certainly. interesting for me. It's new for me, and okay. I'm sure it's going to be new for some listeners. But um, so in that, in that angel investor profile, you, you've got maybe just the, the, the 
I'll call it the passive investor, the person that you know wants to say, here's my money and I want a return on investment. Okay. And then you've got the active ones, I'll call them, which are, they want that relationship. They want to maybe Yeah, that's a good, good definition. Okay. Yeah. Um, give me an idea of what kind of ROI that an, a passive investor could expect. So if I can jump into the types of investors for one more second. Absolutely. So, so the, we have a wide range of people that have joined Angel. The, the members are amazing because we're looking for people that want to give back in some fashion, not only provide capital. Um, so about 70, 75% of our members are past founders. So they do mm -hmm. understand, they can empathize, they go, yes. hey, somebody gave me a hand. They can ask good questions. Maybe they don't know the industry that the the, the new founders that are pitching are from, but they understand operations, they can understand metrics, and they can give some good advice. So they can end up being on the board of directors, advisory board, they can make introductions, help with networking, provide some guidance and advice. So some of them, actually their thesis for investing is I only invest if I can play a role. Others are going, yes. here's my check, call me in six months, right? <laughs> Send me an interest check, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for startups, we see anywhere from a, a you know maturation and getting to a liquidity event is going to take three, five, seven, going on ten years. Mm -hmm. So investors recognize that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they they are wanting to ensure that there's a, a good trip going on. What I mean by that is you're going to be in the same boat, going the same direction with the founders for the next five, seven, ten years. So there's that that interplay of personalities and Absolutely. you trust each other and the integrity becomes key would you know one of the sort of tests litmus tests for an investor is would i take a call at midnight from this founder on friday night right great if you, if you say if you say yes then you know you're in the right boat with the right people and you're gonna have you know there'll be ups and downs for sure <laughs> but you're gonna be um you're on a journey together for that amount of time so the goosebumps thinking about that whole <laughs> i've got your back concept right yeah, because yeah. then, then communication becomes critical. Mm -hmm. you know, the founders have to be good enough to reach out and talk about, okay, nothing's going right today or stuff is going really good. Mm -hmm. But it, basically, you cannot come to, at the 11th hour and ask the, you know, your investors to go, I need help. Uh, I can't meet payroll next week. Like, what? I can't react in you know, that amount of time. So right. that communication becomes really critical. Mm -hmm. From a return point of view, um, there's different, different structures to deals. So if you're doing debt venture money, that's really a loan. So you, you could get your quarterly investment payments. If you're doing a convertible note, you may be converting the three years down the row and typically you're not getting interest. That interest will be swung back into- Okay, um, into operations. There's, yeah. So you get you know the, the base principal plus the interest converted. It could become could come back as, as interest for sure. That's not uh, uncommon as well. It could be a structured deal where you're gonna get preferred shares and common shares, and once the company's in revenue, they may back buy back preferred shares, so you could have all your capital back in three to five years, but you still own common shares. Uh, so there's multiple ways that it can be structured, but of course, we're looking for that big liquidity event. So the longer you, the money's within the company, the higher the return you're looking for, you know, five times, three times, mm -hmm. 10 times. Um, I don't think we're expecting huge unicorns up here to be, okay, here's 500 times your return or 300 times your return. Yeah. Those are the exceptions. People are looking for singles and doubles and triples, uh, right. which has become more common. And um, just uh, what would be a, there's probably 
it's probably a rhetorical question because the problem isn't an answer, but what would be a, a, a minimum amount that somebody should consider, you know, if you're, if you're going to be a member of Valhalla, what do you want to return? What, what, what should you be starting with as an angel investor? Uh, so for new investors, what we recommend to them is to get in due diligence, learn who the other investors are. Uh, don't write checks immediately. Yeah. Be, be, you know, recognize patterns, understand what the process is, and then start to invest in areas where you feel comfortable. And you're investing money where you're saying, hey, if I lose this money, I'm not at risk at my, you know, hurting my family or my lifestyle or what right. have you. Right. So that's that's sort of the starting point. So people can come, founders can come and be asking, I need to raise $2 million okay. or you know, we have a range anywhere from 150, 200 K to $2 million. So we're in that, that area, that sweet spot. Okay. And the angels may say, okay, well, here's the minimum check size is 50 K, but I'm willing to put in 10 or 15. So in that case, they're going to group together, create a hold company and go, here's one check for 200 K from 20 of us. Right, so that's that's one way. Yeah, yeah. Others are very much independent, and they'll make their own decisions. They don't have to get together with the rest of the members and say, okay. you, know, you know, here's a check for five hundred. Right. So it really does range on the individual, the thesis that they have for their um, their investment thesis and approach. So there is no categorically here's here's a group of angels and they all act the same. No, <laughs> they're right. all okay. They're all individuals, and some will have good friends across that so they may be working yeah. together and how like i'm 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 of course uh you know fast tracking to dragon's den right it's, <laughs> it's uh because we all know it thanks to uh cbc and um the do the angel investors typically say listen you know here's a hundred thousand dollars i want to share the company and or but and here's how how i can leverage my network or my expertise to contribute Correct. Does that often happens. Yes, and and very often we want to ensure as the founders are going through our deal screening process, they'd be able to get in front of the angel investors that you're here for cash. Everybody knows that. So what else are you asking for? Please ask for that. So that the network right. of angels in there say, "Oh, I need to be introduced to these four people." Does anybody know those four people? And yes. I just I just had that recently from one of the founders. It was a CEO of a company in England. I didn't know the person. But, you know, he put it out to like, I guess, 50 or 100 people. So I'm hoping that one of them does can, can make that crucial introduction. So definitely the, the networking asks, the support and uh, request for assistant asks. Yes, Perfect. for certainly. Excellent. Okay. So now I'm totally curious. So Grant, when you're sitting in front of an investor, what, what's, your, what's your offer? What's, where's your unique uh, skill set and uh, network of influence? So I'm actually one of the investors. And so my, the most often calls and questions that I'm dealing with is founders calling up me. So already today I've had two companies that have requested, how can we get in front of the angel group? Are we ready to get in front of the angel group? What's your ask? What's your valuation? So I'm helping them go through what the process is. Mm -hmm. So if a company comes, we had one of them came today and said they need to raise $30 million. And I said, okay, well, how long is that going to last you? Oh, that's for five years. So, well, and angel investors don't invest that way. They're looking for milestones. So right. if, you can, if you can break that up into chunks of, hey, I need 300 grand today. That's going to last me eight months. And here's the milestones. I'm going to come back for the next you know, million. That's what we're looking for. So we're actually providing guidance to the startup founders to help them along this journey. Cool. And with, with the mentoring that can come from our, our, 
our membership, our Valhalla Angel Group, or some of the Valhalla partners, as well as the training that we do, we actually show them how do you build a capital plan? What is your strategy for that? And what does that mean for you for dilution or potential exits in the future? And what, do, what type of money when it comes in are the ties to that expectations of that money? So friends and family, well, you may have awkward dinners or Christmas, <laughs> right? Suddenly getting charcoal in your Christmas stocking. Because. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's a different one. Like how, how much due diligence is your mom going to do? And they go, yeah, here's some money, right? But if that money doesn't come back, they go, okay. <laughs> right? Versus angels who have certain expectations based on what yes. you've promoted to be done. And then banks, they have, like, you better pay the interest back. You may get 12 months free with no interest. You got the money, but they're expecting their interest back. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So depending on what type of capital you're taking, there's expectations there. And you just have to be, you know, a lot of startups, founders aren't aware of that necessarily. So they have to be, we have to train them on what does that mean? When you take VC money, what does that mean? You're on a rocket ship now. Absolutely. You have, you have Absolutely. fuel. <laughs> well, and I think this is one of the fun parts of, of me for this interview is, is um, it, there's this perceived, and I say definitely perceived, this perceived wall or this, you know, profile that, they're, oh, they're, they're angel investors. Like I, I can't ask for angelic help yet because you know i'm not quite sure if if i'm ready right this this and it, i i wouldn't even so much as to say it's fear it's really just you don't know what you don't know yes and, and you got I, it. right as is um if i could turn around and say to to four entrepreneurs i know some you know, locally who are in manufacturing um you know real estate commercial real estate building you know tech who really, and I, you know, after talking to Grant, it's like, you know what, I think you're ready. You know, I, I think you might be ready at, le at the very least pick up the phone and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would say it's doing that homework. You're, you're, you're right. You know, Hey, you look like you're ready. Um, but what, what does Valhalla invest in? Right. right. Where's their sweet spot? Where's the sweet mm -hmm. spot for the VCs? Where, uh, if you go across Canada with other angel groups, where do they invest in? There's some that are dedicated just to impact investing. There's some that what, are does that, what does that mean, impact investing? Uh, so impact investing is saying, I'm going to put my money into companies that are going to make a difference to the world or the local community. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're in clean tech, they're in green tech, they're helping, you know, say developing countries uh, get better access to power, lights, education, you know, something that's right. they feel that they're passionate about, right? right. So there's, there's dedicated uh, groups that, just do clean, uh, sorry, just do impact, impact. investing. Okay. And right? what does may... Valhalla? What's your, what's your, <laughs> okay, good niche question. Carve out? so we're, we're pretty agnostic. Um, we'll see anything, uh, we'll, we'll accept, you know, people coming into as founders coming into us and saying, here's what we do except for pure extraction. So we don't invest in oil and gas, uh, pulp and paper, et cetera, unless it's technology to help those industries. Okay. Okay, and we don't invest in real estate similarly unless it's technology. So there's property tech, so to speak, real estate tech that we've we've seen and we've invested in. So the other one is the stage. So companies come in there at the product stage is just about done or it is done, and then they've got some sort of traction. That traction could be revenue, could be downloads, uh, could be letters of intent, MOUs. So there's a wide range of what traction def is defined as. Okay. 
Um, and then the uh, uh, sort of outlier to all this is products that take a long time of human trials. So if there is a medical device okay. or a pharmaceutical okay. device, uh, the, the angels, our angel group, typically doesn't invest in it if those human trials are just starting because that could be seven, eight, nine yeah, years. Yeah, that's long haul. Right, so if they come back and say, hey, we got the FDA approval, we got Kennedy and health approval, we're good to go, then that's when that's we'll- That's uh, the trigger, yeah. That's okay. when they could, could, you know, they'll get a higher chance of getting some money. Well, and just taking taking the conversation a little bit higher, where do you see Canada as a whole um, carving out a niche when it comes to, um, you know, on the back of angel investing? Is there any particular sector that you think we are either doing now and or we should be doing? Yeah, there's there's I think it's quite regional. So Vancouver has got some really good tech startup companies there that have done well. We've we've seen some good exit exits there's some areas um in the garment space you know garment technology is is growing you know the what type of material should be used in garments um so we were seeing that uh northern alberta there's good artificial intelligence there's a good center up there for that which Where's is that? Yes. Grant? so it's it's edmonton oh sorry not way north but, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I grew up um, south of Calgary, so Edmonton yeah. is pretty far north, but yeah, it's actually central Alberta, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're seeing pockets across Canada, and okay. there's a very good study that, that you can pull up um, that's created by NACO, which is the National Angels Capital Organization. So I believe the website's NACO Canada, maybe it's .ca or .org, okay. and they're, they're an industry representative for angel groups. So as a as a supporting group, we, we try to report back to them through surveys of our, our members, what have you invested in and what exits have happened and provide that to them so they can gather that across Canada and then ideally affect policy so that the Canadian government mm -hmm. goes like, hey, here's how we're gonna support innovation mm -hmm. and here's how we're gonna help founders and angels move forward. So whatever that could be tax, tax breaks for investing in early stage companies right. or it could be here's some money to help build innovation in those those startups and we have lots of programs already from you know irap nrc to my tax with the um with the the uh, universities and colleges to give backs for doing research and development as a tax mm -hmm. uh, tax check back to you is there any interest in attracting foreign investment to canada through the angel investment network uh and if so what would be our unique value proposition there so that that again is the all these questions are going to be depends. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if the founder says they're looking for money, that is, we'll call it smart money. Okay. So smart money is somebody that can not only give you money, but they can help move the needle and bringing you forward. So, you know, a lot of founders want smart money. So I may not be the right founder to go and help with a property tech company. So they may say, Grant, yeah, we, you can give some money, but you know, you're not the right fit for us. We want somebody who's got this huge real estate investment portfolio experience where somebody say, hey, I've got B2B enterprise sales, exp you know, product mm -hmm. here that they go, okay, I'm the right person to help out with that. You know, so my money would be looked at if the founder is looking for this again as a little bit more higher level for them because they go, that person can help me move forward mm -hmm. in our structure, perhaps with introductions, et cetera. So foreign money, um, could be looked at as just, okay, it's just cash and it's not smart money. So it really depends on what the founders okay. are looking for. 
yeah. because they have to go on that journey for seven to 10 years right, right. <laughs> right with, with okay. that other, other group in there. And they, they want to have help along the way. And uh, I, I'm just wondering about the whole opening access to trade routes. So I'm right. a manufacturing company here and I see potential to export my, you know, my Oxbox to, you know, <laughs> on shipping containers to Asia. Right. Um, you know, if could we pick up the phone and say, hey, Grant, do you know of any angel investors in Asia that would not only be money, but they'd be smart money because I want to help them open up some doors for me? Yeah, and there's there's definitely uh, the Vancouver Economic Group, um, the, you know, the one that's run by Vancouver. They do that. They have a lot of interaction okay. with with Asia, um, um, you know, contacts, of course, in China, Hong Kong, and so forth. And then we've got a number of our members, and I've had I've just had a reach out just this week, a fellow that moved from Kelowna to Honduras, and they've got some amazing manufacturing set up. So it's a hardware. So if you want manufacturing, they can they can do this. So if somebody says I want to get to Southeast, or sorry, to um, Central America, South America, and do manufacturing there, well, you know, here's a, here's a resource of people that could do that for you. Awesome. So, so definitely there is contacts that we can help point them to. Do we know, know them all? No, but we have a good, good lead good to network. at least say, yeah. Hey, you know, go, go point over here and try, try reaching out to these people. When you reference NACO, which I think is an awesome resource, I'll check it out after today. Is there um, like a, um, conference or anything that if you're you know even intrigued a little bit about angel investing that a company a founder can go to and maybe meet multiple uh angel investors to find the right one yeah that's a good point so last year naco ran their um annual event uh they go by region so they brought it out to alberta and they asked us to host it so it was a joint event with naco and their counterparts in the u.s so the mm -hmm. aca american Capital Association, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the acronym for that one. And so there was their Northwest group. So the, we had the Americans up here. We had the uh, Canadians from across Canada, and allowed investors to you know, rub shoulders with other startups and other investors, and allowed startups to you know get into a crowd and see that. It was also with uh, another program, another. So it was three conferences in one. And there was another one on uh, innovate. I think it's called our innovation. And that's running again this this summer in uh, in Calgary. So if you want to go to the NACO site and see where they're running it, the next location okay. across Canada. Awesome. Yeah. From a local point of view, for our four chapters, Edmonton, Calgary, Kelowna, and Vancouver, um, you can just go to our ValhallaAngels.com site and ask for a guest seat as a founder. So we set aside a number, a limited number of guest seats so they can actually sit in before they need to raise. Ideally, they're, they're looking to raise in three to four months and go through what does an angel investment form look like and how is it run and then to see what the pitches happen. So it's, it's a series of four pitches, 10 minutes each with 10 minutes Q&A and then all those founders leave. And then it's an angel only discussion. So okay. these guest founders get to sit down on the angels only discussion and actually wow. see what takes place. Now we take, we take notes for that and we have a, you know, we have a, uh, somebody recording everything. So the founders, when they come back in, they actually get the notes. Wow. Discussion went on. And then we point them to here's the angels that are, have stated an interest, go talk with them during the social time. So we really want to increase, an interaction between the founders and the angels and allow them to have discussions live there, but also have follow-up discussions and get the feedback because we're trying to help those founders get better and better and better. 
that's a fantastic opportunity. Um, so just going back to now, you personally are based in Kelowna, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How long have you been in Kelowna? Uh, I moved from Ottawa 15 years ago, so since 2005. It's a little warmer in Kelowna than Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. A little less humid. And a little less buggy, a lot less buggy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a horse fly here yet. <laughs> well, I'm kind of excited about um, the fact that you've got different, you know, your, your four chapters, if you like. Um, can yes. you just reiterate those again? Yeah, certainly. So Edmonton and Calgary. So that's okay. our Alberta chapters. And yeah. then Vancouver and Kelowna for BC. And there's other chapters opening up. So do you find that the way that business is done, so uh, maybe the culture, the the idiosyncrasies, the, the subtleties are different per community? Um, yeah, if, if you look at uh, the Calgary location, there's a lot of oil and gas people there, right? Okay. Not, not so much in Edmonton, but there's still that influence. If you look at Kelowna, well, what do you think about Kelowna? You think of sunshine, you, th you think of outdoor sports, you think of perhaps retirement. So there's a lot of wealthy people that have come here, moved here, and then now they want to give back to the community. So they may not be from, they may be from Alberta, they could be from the coast, they could be mm -hmm. from outside. Uh, there could be some refugees coming up from the States as Trump got voted in. So we've had some of that. Um, and then uh, out in uh, Vancouver, it all seems to be new people that have moved there as well. Interesting. So there is, there is a personality uh, with each of those cities for sure. Well, and I think that's um, it, I think that's part of the magic too of of maybe the angel investing is is if you find a community or you want to invest in the community, is those people can help broker that those nuances, right? The the because um, how you do business, even just thinking about products that you know, I lived in Australia for seven years, and and products that that do well in Australia may or may not do well in Canada, or they'll do great in Vancouver, but maybe not so much in Whitehorse, right? So, right. Um, and having that local intelligence, um, I, I, th I see as one of the benefits of potentially hooking up with an angel investor. Yeah, definitely. And, and on top of that, you're looking for people that have international experience. So strictly talking from a, a software site, um, you know, Canada, you know, the companies are with represented two to 5% of our revenue. So you can look at Canada as a growth area, as a staging area, as a test area, and then to expand out because of course, south of the border is you know, one of the biggest consumers and buyers of tech, um, and then start to move into other areas. And of course, a lot of the firms that are doing SaaS models are, don't have barriers, right? They don't have mm -hmm. brick and mortar to set up. They may not have manufacturing to set up. So it's how they reach in these different potential customers in different time zones, different languages, right. different cultures. And they, they can start off locally and get, get that under their belt. And then they can expand. Some jump right into international because they've targeted that. But finding that uh, product fit and match with the market mm -hmm. can be an experiment before they go, oh, we got it. People are just starting to buy quicker, easier, faster, and then taking off. So having yeah. the local angels here that have international experience, we just had some that have moved here from Germany. And cool. they were they were running billion dollar companies in Germany. So somebody that's got that experience to help you out. <laughs> can be what the powerful. answer is yes, yes. yes. So. <laughs> and then how right. we'll figure out the how. Yeah, so and he's really jump. 
he's already jumped into a company to help out like wow awesome that's <laughs> yeah. so cool hey i have a question about if you could wave a magic wand and uh you know suddenly reduce a, a piece of say legislation or or uh, red tape that would accelerate uh the angel investing uh movement in canada mm. what what would you eliminate oh geez Magic wand, magic wand. Not not worrying about having to do what would. What is one of the biggest barriers or constraints to uh, more money circulating in the in the angel investing field? Um, that's a tough one because because I you know it's not so much the angels as what the founders have to deal with. For, for the angels, it's what are the incentives. So and that seems to be provincially driven. So we have. Okay you know, eligible companies in BC that if they're defined as eligible and the founders have applied for it and been accepted by the BC government, you can get 30% of your money back right away from you putting it in, right? And that's different across each of this, the, the um, communities, each of the provinces. Uh, if there was um, money that was put into, say, more angel groups to help with that, the type of training that we do, um, then that might be able to accelerate some of the founders' experience going forward as well. But there's a huge community out there trying trying to do that. There's Founders Institute, there's accelerators, mm. there's accelerators, there's incubators that are trying to help. Um, so I, I can't think of one piece of you know legislation that would change maybe some of the taxes for startups that they get a little bit of a tax, more of a tax break on that. Okay. But there is a little, you know, the founders need to go out and hunt for that non-dilutive income from grants and tax right. returns and so forth. Okay, cool. So I feel like I'm missing a little bit of who is Grant. So just, you know, <laughs> tell me a little bit of, do you have a motivational quote on your computer or your wall or something that gives us some insight on, you know, what motivates you? Um, I think what motivates me the most is having a founder come back three months later, six months later and go, you know that little tip you gave? that saved me time, effort, pain, and it helped us accelerate us out. When they, when they come back and volunteer that without, you know, unsolicited, they go, mm -hmm. yes, that was killer. And we, we got a lot of that actually this, this weekend with the, the training that was going on where we said, okay, ready? We want you to do your 10 minute pitch tomorrow. And they all went, no, we learned so much today. Our 10 minute pitch is being revamped totally. <laughs> right. Right. So they just came away thinking, wow, we learned, learned a lot. And seeing them do that and helping them mature and not have to go th down through some cul-de-sacs or big bumps or holes in the future, it's really opened their eyes. And we need, I think we need more of that. So I would love to see some more mentoring taking place from experienced, Absolutely. you know, founders, experienced investors. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what, what, Describe your day for me. You're you're in Kelowna. Is it a wake up and do yoga in the morning kind of thing? What what uh, what keeps you fit? Um, well, I I work out seven days a week, but it rotates. You know, there is one day of yoga slash stretching. There's there's hiking. Um, I try and get some cardio in. I I do two sports in the evenings a week, and then I do high intensity interval training just because I'm trying to reduce the amount of time that I'm working out. So I got it down to 30 minutes a day doing that, plus trying to, to walk around. And I really try and follow the blue zones, uh, which is, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's a measurement of people in five or six areas around the world that have lived healthy lives well past their 80s. And there's only six areas. I do not know if that. It's called blue zone? Blue zones, yeah. 
So it's a big study that's been going on for a long time, cool. probably, probably 20 years now. And so they've got, what are the seven things that are common among those groups? And there, there's a group in Japan, a group in Costa Rica, one in California, one in Sardinia. So there's, there's nothing common about it. They all have different totally backgrounds, cultures, religions, food. So if their food's all different, what is it that they're, they're doing to have a healthy, meaningful life and surviving without dementia kicking in and without you know problems with their bodies kicking in so i try and follow that to some degree which is hard to wind blue zone cloud around <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a really i think really so good, i think yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just just keeping active so my day will look like um you know some exercise calls with startups today already and then this this afternoon there's there's events for ubco um, the Angel Summit that's that's being run. We're doing due mm. diligence, so we're talking with founders there, and we have thankfully we have a culmination of both the UBCO finalists, which is next Thursday in Kelowna, and it's the uh, How Angels is actually doing all the judging for that. It'll be a fun event, and then uh, the week later is the finals for the Angel Summit. So the cool. we get to see ten minute the final ten oh, minute fun. pitches. We go back into a situation room. And we, we argue with we argue and convince each other for an hour and a half of why we think which company deserves the deal. Um, but then there's also all sorts of side deals that come out of that that people are, you know, that that was the winner, but I really like these two companies. I'm gonna go invest in them as well. That's so, so much fun. Okay. Yeah. I totally have it on my bucket list now to come. Is there any like public opportunity to well, maybe a, a founder seat one day and uh, but I'd love yeah. the whole and we'll be doing a, an unconference, as we call it. We do one every two okay. years. So we're targeting September for that. That'll be in Kelowna this time. We had it in Banff last time. And they'll be open to members and to non-members as well. Cool. So there's, think, there's something coming I think coming Canada up. Podcast needs to be there, don't you think? think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unconference yeah. in Kelowna. Yeah, awesome. In the wine region. What can you go wrong well, there? You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Awesome. Well, and Grant, did you have any uh, kind of last sort of words of wisdom for our audience, keeping in mind that many of them might be uh, angel investors or there and lots of founders here um, yeah. that, that you'd love to leave them? Certainly. So, so for founders, I would say, don't be shy to ask, mm -hmm. you know, always and ask for guidance. You know, once, once you're trying to do your capital raise and you're asking for money, People have their back up a little bit, but you can go and ask for guidance. Say, you know, here's what we're working. What do you think? What would you do different? How would you you change this? Because you want to create that long-term relationship and just be just be wary that your your fund, your raising capital is going to take could take up to six months. So be ready to create a relationship. Yep. Time and and for new investors, it's you know get out into the community. Where, whichever one you're in, you know, hunt for those other angel investors or angel groups. Uh, figure out if that angel group does business like you want to do it. So, for instance, our group, we're looking at giving back a lot to the community. So, that's why we're judging for UBCO, participating in the Angel Summit. We've got Okanagan College calls us up and says, hey, is there a third and second year students mm -hmm. finishing off their mm -hmm. business cases? Can you come and help out with the, their final uh, presentations? So, we're always looking to, to give back into the community. Awesome. Um, so just figure out what, what the angel group works for you if you want to do that and get engaged. Really, awesome. there's lots of tech out there. There's lots of exciting startups. Super awesome. So after today, Grant, what is the best way to connect with you? Oh, okay. So email would be great. Okay. And it's my Valhalla private capital email, which is 
just grant.lawrence at valhallaprivatecap.com. Um, and then the you know, phone is, uh, I don't know, do you want the phone number? Like, <laughs> If you're prepared to give your phone number to 30,000 active listeners, <laughs> let's do it. Sure, it's 250-766-5250. And I'm going to get um, you to repeat that one more time. Yeah, 250-766-5250. And of course, you can go on to valhallaangels.com and there's places in there to register, to request a seat or to... Um, go through the pitch application, or there's, of course, spots for angels also say, hey, I'm interested to, to get on, involved with this. Awesome. Well, I have learned a ton today that, uh, <laughs> good, that I was not good. expecting, and I think I will benefit lots of communities and lots of founders and lots of entrepreneurs. So, Grant, I really appreciate your time for joining us here today with Canada's podcast. Well, thank you, Angie. It was, it was a pleasure. And if there's you know any other questions in the future, feel free to ask. Sounds great. Thanks, Brad. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.